You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Horizons Church Podcast. I am your host, Josiah. And I'm your other host, Ethan. I just wanted to do that. It's like we're on a radio show. Very redundant. It felt purposeful, but it did. It feel felt right. like I'm ready to hear like a a different a different additional theme song with some infographics, yeah. do, 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 like, do. and then like screenshots or not screenshots, but you know like B-roll of seasons past or, yes. or episodes yet to come. Yes, I don't know yes. why we're like a, some sort of entertainment news show, but <laughs> something like that. And now for this new segment, <laughs> something completely different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, how's it going? It's going. I'm kicking. I'm here. You're not quite literally kicking, just for no, our certainly not. That would be our audiences. Exhausting and distracting. It would affect the audio <laughs> terribly. Um, you know, little to complain about, medium to be anxious about, much much to be thankful for. It's the, it's the, it's the usual. I like, I like the little medium much progression yeah. there, you know, and that's very apropos. It's a nice little How about you? category. I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah, feeling fine. That's good. I, as of this recording... We'll be leaving tomorrow for my next round of seminary intensives. Oh, gosh. So how on long the way does, down to Florida. A week. Wow. So, yeah. But I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Get to catch up with folks and learn some new stuff. And I will say. Great time. You definitely make it sound very fun. You make, I, it's like, I would kind of like to audit the social experience. <laughs> 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 I carefully define that. <laughs> Let me yeah. come right at the beginning of the day and right at the end of the day. Yeah. Let me hang out. <laughs> just to see what the apps uh, is. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. We'll uh, head down there and then come back. Enjoy the warm weather. That's Oh, Another yeah. aspect of it I really look forward to True. this time of year. We're, we're dabbling in that right now, but it could be better. Yeah. I woke up this morning and... Could be better. When I took the dog out, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> the temperature of late has been much better, and now yeah. it is on the decline again. But so it is. It's winter. So it I is. should not be surprised, mm-hmm. and therefore I should stop whining. At any rate, here we are. Yeah, so, yeah. Speaking of things that one ought not do. Yeah, oh yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) I imagine that most of us are familiar with the ninth commandment Mm. of the Big Ten, which is namely that we are forbidden to bear false witness against our neighbors. I've heard of this one. Yes. I hope that if you're new for some reason to the the faith and you just stumbled upon this podcast for some reason, which seems unlikely to me, but who knows, you know, maybe you've not uh, yeah. heard that one before. Welcome. You know what? Yes. Glad you're here. Especially welcome to yeah, you. Yeah. Really glad that you're listening. That's really, I don't know how you found us, but <laughs> that's very cool. I'm, I'm really pleased. Uh, even if that is the case, you're, you're probably familiar with the idea it's just not good to lie, yeah, right? That's, that's useful for a lot of people, really. Yeah. I would say all people. Yes. It's useful for. It is. It yeah. is. Generally, societies fall apart. You can't trust <laughs> one another. We have, we have real laws about this in <laughs> some do, circumstances. We do. Yeah. And for those of us who have grown up hearing and reading the Ten Commandments, we typically and simply understand that, I think, as a prohibition against lying for in sure. general, yeah. right? Yeah. But as it turns out, there's a lot more to it than that. And if you've spent any amount of time around me, you've probably heard me allude to this fact. I'm very fond of doing exactly what we're going to do in this (laughs) podcast episode. And I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe we could enlarge on this for our podcast audience at large, because this is an important but often overlooked issue, I think. I definitely get the sense that when we boil down really any commandment, especially the commandments, or any instruction to its like most memorable phrase, 
it yeah, it is still generally useful. Yeah. Probably more than likely. <laughs> but I think we also lose something. Like I think we lose a fuller picture of what it's trying to communicate. Perhaps even why it's trying to communicate mm-hmm. this. Like there's there's some there's some added context there that is added value that we can kind of like slough off and be like we miss out. Yes, we precisely do. And actually, as a matter of fact, if you're interested, we did a mini series, many what feels like moons ago, on the Ten Commandments. That's right. And this would be a nice supplement to that, but it's really a different look at it. We're really drawing out some different things here. So what I would actually like to do is quote a rather lengthy portion of the Westminster Larger Catechism on this commandment, because this is where I get my my counsel around this particular issue. And just as a heads up, we're going to primarily focus on just a few things here. So when I say this is lengthy, I think you will be shocked at how much can be said about (laughs) the Ninth Commandment. And also, just for fun, a bit of trivia, this was something that pastors back in the day were expected to have memorized. Oh, no. And not just oh, this, no. the whole larger catechism. And this is question 145. You are joking. No. I actually, know- yeah. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I know how, like, sometimes people in religious pursuits are like, I memorized this book. And you, like, have to memorize a full something for something. Yeah. Which is a lot to me. Yeah. This is, like, <laughs> to the 10th degree. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was complaining a while back because to graduate with a Master's of Divinity in the program I'm in, you have to memorize the whole Westminster Shorter Catechism. How many questions is that? It's only 107. Oh my word. (laughs) But we were groaning about this to one of my professors last year, and he was like, oh, you guys should you know, really feel good about yourselves because back in the day, you had to memorize the larger catechism. And actually, the shorter catechism was written for children. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's just a fun bit of trivia for you before we get into this. So Westminster Larger Catechism, question 145. (laughs) What are the sins forbidden in the Ninth Commandment? Answer. The sins forbidden in the Ninth Commandment are all prejudicing the truth and the good name of our neighbors, as well as our own especially in public judicature, giving false witness, giving false evidence, suborning false witnesses, wittingly appearing and pleading for an evil cause, outfacing and overbearing the truth, passing unjust sentence, calling evil good and good evil, rewarding the wicked according to the work of the righteous and the righteous according to the work of the wicked, forgery, concealing the truth, undue silence in a just cause, and holding our peace when iniquity calls for either a reproof from ourselves or complaint to others, speaking the truth unseasonably or maliciously to a wrong end or perverting it to a wrong meaning or in a doubtful and equivocal expressions to the prejudices of truth or justice, speaking untruth, lying, slandering, backbiting, detracting, tailbearing, whispering, scoffing, reviling, rash, harsh, and partial censuring. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yes, yeah, so <laughs> Misconstructing intentions, words, and actions, flattering, vainglorious, boasting, thinking or speaking too highly or too meanly of ourselves or others, denying the gifts and graces of God, aggravating smaller faults, hiding, excusing, or extenuating of sins when called to a free confession, unnecessary discovering of infirmities, raising false rumors, I just need a breather. (laughs) Receiving and countenancing evil reports and stopping our ears against just defense, evil suspicion, envying or grieving at the deserved credit of any, endeavoring or desiring to impair it, rejoicing in their disgrace and infamy, scornful contempt, fond admiration, breach of lawful promises, neglecting such things as are of good report, and practicing or not avoiding ourselves or not hindering what we can in others, such things as procure an ill name. (laughs) Woo! Oh, man. Wow. Deception comes in many forms, I take. Yeah, it sure does. So I think maybe a first question, and it's a false question. I'm propping myself up to give a a quick answer. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like, where do you get all this from? But I think as I heard you read this to me, it seems this is the natural outpouring of that commandment. Yeah. This is the way in which it affects life around yes. you and affects community around you. It's actually mm-hmm. it's actually not some, t- at least for my money, it doesn't seem like some far-fetched attachment. Mm-mm. It seems like an exploration yes. of its impact. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of details. <laughs> yes. It w- makes me feel very small. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Same. Yeah. I would notice a few very surprising things. Namely, there's attention given to prejudice and acts of omission. Yeah. Withholding mm-hmm. justice. Vanity gets a yeah. spot in there. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So even very just very small things make the aggravating small. What is that? Was that again? Let's see here. Aggravating smaller faults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my, no, no, no. That's, oh, I hate to see envy there. That's not fun to be reminded of either. But I but I am seeing like a lot of different directionality. Like it's not just covering what I put out there in the world against someone else, but also what I don't put forth mm-hmm. and not just about someone else, but about myself. Somehow that just yeah. snuck by yeah. briefly, but it's not, it's not a small thing at all. Right. There's a lot to unpack, Josiah. There is, there is a lot to unpack. And to your initial point, Really, you think about it, this is just a common point that's good to bring up in general. If the two great commandments, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. and then let's say the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. If those commandments were literally all we needed to know, the rest of the Bible is kind of superfluous, right? Yeah, yeah. So all the things that show up in this explication of the Ninth Commandment show up in other places in Scripture. Oh, yeah, that does not surprise me at Yeah, all. so it's like just all the, the Westminster Assembly was doing was assembling, like, mm-hmm. all right, we're not supposed to bear false witness. Here are all the different ways Scripture yeah. tells us what bearing false witness actually looks like, not just in regards to ourselves, but our neighbors and the effects that has on society yeah. and everything else. So really is quite incredible. And we could probably do a whole episode on each aspect of that. Sure. That would, that would take a long time. It's so thorough. But I wanted to draw particular attention to two things, namely prejudicing the good name of our neighbors as well as our own which I would also include under that the thing about speaking too meanly of ourselves yeah, under that. That's interesting. And then the second thing would be speaking the truth unseasonably or maliciously to a wrong end. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that's a category that I think is shocking. Yeah, for When sure. you kind of hear, you're like, wait, wait, speaking the truth unseasonably I to a wrong end? I thought you just had to get over it because I said yeah. the truthful things. So yeah. It's your problem, not you mine. You know, come on, man. So. Golly. Hold up. Yeah. So on the first one, I think we're all pretty clear that we're not supposed to prejudice or defame the good name of our neighbors. Yeah, it's a good right? start. Yeah, like if, you're, if your neighbor's a good upstanding citizen and they just happen to do something that annoyed you, mm. it's wrong to go <laughs> spread tales about them that are yeah. false. Have great names To ruin their good name, you know? That's just bad. Yeah. Don't lie about them. But I think surprisingly, the Westminster theologians include our name under that heading too. So I think that's a little more clearly explicated in the not speaking too meanly of ourselves. Mm. So in other words... It's a violation of the Ninth Commandment when we speak prejudicially against ourselves. For example, I think we tend to think we're being humble when we say things like, oh, my work's really not that great. I'm mediocre. I'm this. I'm that. Whatever spin you want to put on that. But if our work, just as an example, is actually good enough to merit a wage or a job, and generally people look at you and say, hey, good work, even if they'll say things like, here, you can improve in this one area. Mm-hmm, but overall, sure. the body of your work, you're not at risk of losing your job. People generally are pleased with what you're doing. Mm. And we're honest enough ourselves to truly assess our work and know it's not that bad. Like, yeah. yeah. I think you have to start talking about comparison, too, and the role that that begins to play in these discussions. But that's well, another sure, issue yeah. for another day. The point I'm driving at is it's actually not humble to say such things. 
It's not humble. In fact, as the Westminster Divines would say, it's a violation of the Ninth Commandment, actually. It's disobedience. It's actually a form of bearing false witness that we use to try and prop ourselves up in a really backwards oh, way. so weird. It's like, this, it's like this reverse Uno card of false humility. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. So, like, I'll put it this way, because... I've done this myself, so I am I'm guilty, I confess, and I receive the forgiveness of the Lord. But, you know, I was like, yeah, like, oh, I'm just, you know, this wasn't that great. Not, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't whatever. When in reality, like, no, 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 like, that actually, it was good. Like, it met certain criteria, and it passed the bar, and people were helped, and all this. Sure. But what I think I'm doing in that moment is I'm managing expectations. I'm like, yes. I don't want you to be disappointed in me, and I want you to be pleasantly surprised oh, that's absolutely by my right. work. Yes. And so I'm going to put the bar down here artificially. <laughs> So that way I can feel better about my myself. Yeah. And it's like, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong way to manage expectations. If you really want to be humble about your work, yourself, whatever, you just don't need to talk about it at all. Mm. Like, just let your work and your deeds speak for themselves. I like, I like that a lot. Yeah, but I digress. It's a part of the Ninth Commandment we need to think about, though, and that's why I wanted to bring it to our attention, because I think that's something <laughs> that we just don't think about. I hear people speaking too meanly of themselves all yeah. the time, when in reality, it's like, you need to stop doing that. You're bearing false witness about yourself. Oh, no. Yeah. I know I, it's hard, but I mean, I really think is. it's important. I find this very difficult in, in many ways, because I'm coming to the realization in this podcast that it carries a lot more weight than just slighting myself. Mm-hmm. I think before this podcast, I would say the worst part of that is I'm just slighting myself a little bit. Yeah. As long as I can bear that, yeah. we're, we're good. Oh, it's we're fine. It's fine. Yeah. I don't even know that I saw this super clearly as humility so much as not wanting to overpromise and then catastrophically embarrass myself. Sure. Yeah. Very similar to what you're describing. Yeah. But I hear this and start thinking like, okay, maybe, maybe I need to be my own advocate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that very much doesn't come naturally. So much so that the sentence that I just said feels very strange. <laughs> it feels very strange to say that. It is not, it's, it's not my natural bent. Um, it's a unique thing to, I don't know, look at that in a different light and be like, oh, so I have to grapple with this too. That's good. That's, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's good to know. One more thing. It's really good to know because I think ideally not only are you led to not sinning, (laughs) (laughs) but also like a healthier mindset. Mm -hmm. I think there's like not just spiritual health, but also emotional health and Mm -hmm. responsible ownership of that. Yes. And also if you have abilities or anything else that will actually be of help to the world and good to your neighbor. Yeah. Like you should want to share that with people and not be, to your point, you know, wanting to slight yourself and be presenting it in that way. So anyway, I think that's something that's helpful and something we ought to think through. And then the second thing, it's quite shocking to me, is the admonition to avoid speaking the truth unseasonably or maliciously to a wrong end. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, this is interesting. This This has got my attention. Really quite fascinating. So one example of this, I think, that is unfortunately more common in the church than any sin is <laughs> any any no sin is fitting in the church but this one in particular i think happens and this particular admonition speaks directly to it is let's say someone tells you something in confidence that's not a crime or something right now if someone tells you they've done something criminal you're obligated to report that okay and that's yeah. that's that that's a biblical you know romans 13 government bears the sword punish crime anyway <laughs> separate issue let's say it's not a crime though like let's say they've sold you something in confidence it's the truth and you know the truth about this person, this thing. And people can sense that, oh, something's going on with them, but they're not sure, you know. Mm-hmm. And then one day you go hang out with a group of friends and someone asks you how so-and-so is doing because, you know, you're a little closer to them. And then you share the truth. <laughs> 
with someone. Did you hear the air quotes around Yeah, that? did you hear that? You share the truth. Because, I mean, the thing is, yeah, okay, it's true. Yeah. But you're doing it, like, let's say, under the guise of a prayer request. In reality, though, why are you doing that? You are speaking the truth unseasonably or maliciously to a wrong end. Yeah. You know? Because even if... Let's even assume the best. Let's say you're doing because you really do. You know, like, yeah, you're really I really want them. them. I'm praying for them, and concerned. I want I want people to pray for them. There is still going to be some part of you that's really glad that all oh, you're seeing is someone who's closer to them, and you have access. You've got the info. That's right. You've got the info. But you're super. You're entirely disregarding, disrespecting their privacy and mm-hmm. their autonomy. Like mm-hmm. this is a fear of mine. This is a deep seated fear. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So that would be an example of speaking the truth unseasonably or maliciously to a wrong. And or, you know, I think another example of this would be, again, not a crime, not something criminal, because there are, you know, there are certain crimes and sins you commit that have future ramifications that you have to be able to say, like, oh, yeah, like if you did things inappropriately with children, that's just going to stick with you and you're going to have to. Yeah, you can't do that. But if it's like, let's say some innocuous thing from your past that like, oh, when he was, you know, he was 15, (laughs) he did get high once oh no and now he's like 60 years old and he's lived like a repentant perfect life and he's like going up like to be qualified for you know doing an end of life like pastorate thing and someone's like well he got high when oh, he was yeah. 15 and oh, i'm gonna no. like is that really like he was an adolescent seasonable like is that season i don't know yeah. you know so i really just think that's an interesting qualifier around when we're thinking about sharing the truth yeah, I, and how that works. I didn't, I genuinely, neither of those examples came to mind. I might not even consider that. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but I was initially thinking, and tell me if this doesn't fit, mm-hmm. but it put me in mind of how tragedy tends to bring out all these kind of misshapen, half-conceived sentiments mm-hmm. that are theoretically meant to be helpful. <laughs> sure, yeah. But like, even if there's truth in it, like, is there any compassion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, and is the motivation to serve the person in need, or is it kind of like to serve you as the sage of hard truth and tough love <laughs> like i don't know man like yeah sometimes that like to me when i think about you know like unseasonable words that's one of the first things i think of yes and i think that's actually another great example so in the christian life for example if you're at the hospital bed of someone who's dying and their their spouse or someone else they care about is there with them there is a world in which that person's ready to hear a verse like romans 8 28 that is conceivable. Like, there are people who are in a spiritual state who are ready to hear, God works all things together for the good of those who love him. So, like, let's rejoice in that. Most of the time, that's unseasonable in that yeah, moment. That'd be like, pretty special that's case. not the moment where you say, yeah. let me pull that verse out. That's the moment where you put an armor on their shoulder and yeah. you sit with them and do, like, kind of like what Job's, Job's friends. friends did. Yeah, and you just sit silently with them and let them know that you're, you're there. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same thing with, like, all kinds of other things. You should not get a kick out of the idea that there are people who will experience the judgment of God. Oh, like if you're telling the truth, like, okay, like the truth is unless anyone repents and puts their trust in Jesus, they will experience the wrath and judgment of God. You should not go the Westboro route and get a kick out of that. That's truth spoken unseasonably and to a malicious end. I feel like the ideal is is, is like a godly grief. Yes. Know? Yes. That's like Paul. He says in Philippians 3, I warn you now as I warned you then with tears that there are enemies of the cross. So there's a category for him to be like, he's not backing off of saying, oh, if you're an enemy of the cross, you're doomed. But I'm going to say it with tears because I I don't want you to, again, his uh, words about the Jews in Romans 9, he's like, my deepest anguish is for my kinsmen according to the flesh, they would be saved. I could wish myself anathema, cursed, damned, (laughs) they would be saved. Which, again, it doesn't stop him from speaking the truth. He doesn't gloss over it. It's like, well, I think, it, you know, they'll be fine if they just 
continue on the path they're on, but he tells the truth with tears. Mm. He's got a uh, broken-hearted boldness about the truth. So all those things I think that we've mentioned apply as examples of that, which means, again, so much of the life is wisdom, is learning how to work out the truth that we know and the implications for how that gets worked out in real life. And it's funny enough that I think, actually, I'm not just saying Jesus said this, our Lord said this, (laughs) that sometimes as Christians, we just get very naive about this. Mm -hmm. Like we think it's, you know, Jesus said in Luke 16, the sons of men, and he's referring to non-believers, the sons of men are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the sons of light. (laughs) Whoa, okay. And he is talking about like this naivete that sort of says like, well, I'm not going to try to worry and think through the complex issues. Like a shrewd businessman who doesn't love the Lord is trying to calculate things. Exactly. And sometimes I think a Christian should be, well, again, as Jesus said, why is a serpent innocent as a dove? Like, you're not calculating things to be some cruel, heartless business tycoon who's going to make himself rich off the backs of other people. You are trying to be shrewd for the sake of godliness and trying to figure out what is the wise course of action. How can I speak this truth seasonably? Mm -hmm. Is my heart speaking it maliciously or out of a love for the Lord and for the person I'm speaking to? Am I trying to prejudice the good name of my neighbor? Am I speaking more meanly of myself than I ought? Mm -hmm. We're called to think through those things. And so maybe that sparks a bigger discussion, but I think uh, this little exposition of the ninth commandment is that kind of a a thing. So there you have it. So... Hey, thanks as always for listening. And if you found this helpful, you know, and you want to leave us an honest five-star review, you don't want to flatter us, but you don't want to speak too meanly of us. You know, honestly, if you're like, no, four-star episode, as long as it's honest. Yeah, I'm not going to stop Give us that four stars, you know, do it, do the thing. Mm -hmm. If you want to share it with your friends, you know, you're not tail-bearing if you do that. You're not doing that. You know, just share with your friends. So, yeah. If you have any questions on this or any other topic, too, you can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. And if you share something in confidence, as long as it's not a crime, (laughs) we'll keep that right here. Oh, hey, thank you as always for listening, and we'll catch you next time.